Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're talking college basketball. We're talking transfer portal, but we're bringing it back home now here at segment two on the block on your Friday. We're here with you uh, two to four every weekday, only over air from two to three. The Royals will take over there. They're taking on Giants. We will still be on the stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Make sure you are uh, subbed over to all of those. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. All right, Strick, we have another name, another target for Nebraska men's basketball in the transfer portal. One that, at least to me, caught me a bit by surprise. So uh, a young man by the name of Cario Okendo, Oquendo, mm-hmm. not exactly sure how you say it, uh, played at Georgia um, about a week and a half ago. Uh, people tweeted out that the schools he was hearing most from uh, were Texas A&M, Arkansas, Kansas, Auburn, Oregon, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and UCF. But just yesterday, he tweets out a Final Four that includes Nebraska. That Final Four is Auburn, Utah, Oregon, and Nebraska. Maybe Nebraska moved in late on this guy and he liked what he heard. And that's why he's in the top four. That just seems weird that, you know, a week and a half ago, Nebraska wasn't on that list of teams most interested in them. And now they're in his final four. Yeah, that's interesting. Depends on what kind of conversation we have. I mean, you know, Nebraska right now is very guard laden. Um, is this a situation of guard depth or or, or, or what they're looking for? Uh, is he comboing? Um I, or is he? Are they still some uncertainties with Casey Tamanaga? Um, the young man, when Tom Cream was there, he averaged fifteen, about fifteen points a game. Um, he was a preseason All SEC player, averaged eighteen points per game against conference opponents. Uh, was pretty solid. Um, his uh, numbers decrease as Mike uh, Mike White came in, went down to 12, 13 points a game. So he he wasn't happy, jumps out in there, and I, there's not too much about him. I think I think the thing that's probably scariest, I mean, I mean, is the scariest. Let me just say the scariest thing about him is his his shooting uh, accuracy, right? Uh, so he's a high volume shooter shooter, um, but not shooting a high volume clip. And I say that both from two in this year, he shot just under 40% at 39. He shot 27% from three. You, <laughs> you, 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 you're an open freestyle type of team. If you don't want people doing Westbrooking you, <laughs> you don't want people South Carolina in you like Iowa. You don't, if you don't want to shrink that, that court, uh, that's risky. Now he's got two years comparable of the same. Now, here's the reason why that scares me. Um, his first year, there's no tape, only AAU tape on you. Mm-hmm. So you can get to the basket a little bit more. You know, you maybe get to your mid-range a little bit more. Teams don't really know how to, you know, guard you fully. But they 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 figure you out. You're shooting 27%. Your free throw numbers are pretty much the same. Your steal numbers are higher. Your turnovers are higher. You get better in a, in a few other ways, but the fact remains is now your two-point numbers go down, and then your three-point numbers shrink. So to me, that shows me that you didn't expand, but the scouting report's catching up to you. Mm-hmm. So do you take a risk on that? I don't know. It makes me wonder if, like you said, there is – 
an inclination from the coaching staff that Kase Tomonanga is leaning toward not coming back. So that's why they're going after talking to all these guards in the portal. Or the other thing is he fits a physical profile that Nebraska doesn't have. Right now he's listed at 6'4", 210. That's a tank. Mm-hmm. That's a big dude at the guard position. Yeah, that's about with, what I was. Right. With, seems like long arms, pretty good knack for the ball in terms of looking at his steal numbers and mm-hmm. his uh, even his blocks, meaning about once every three, every two and a half games, yeah. he'll get a block. So if they're looking at him as a defensive-minded perimeter stopper and anything you get on offense, okay, I can, I guess, talk myself into it. But you're right. The shooting numbers are worrying. Um, shooting 27% from three and 70, mid 70% of the line tells me there's not necessarily a whole lot of reason to be confident in improvement. How and and and, and how are you going to play him if that's what you're wanting? Mm-hmm. You 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 want that defensive prowess. You got Lawrence, good, streaky at best. Um, don't know who your lead point guard is going to be yet. You're in the you're in the market looking for that now. Casey Tamanaga uh, tries hard, not necessarily that, but you get the shooting side of him and the creative and the scoring side of him. You go to Jawan Gary. He's not a consistent great coming off an injury, and he's not a consistent great three-point shooter. Can hit it, but Teams left I, would put, points. I would put him in that low category. I'm not going to say he's under 30, but I could say he's closer to 30 than, 36. than not, mm-hmm. right? Um, then you, how are you going to play those two together? Right. Unless there's some drastic change and these guys begin to just come out and, you know, I don't know what you do on your 2k. I don't know if you just go in there and turn up the volume on the, uh, on the three point shooting contest and throw them back in the mix. I don't know what you do, but whatever you do, it's got to happen this summer because trying to find these these miss these mitts i mean these matchups or these uh what's the word i'm looking for uh, the combination these combinations the these yeah. lineup combinations because cj wilcher's scouting poor caught up with him he's down mm-hmm. in the low 30s better shooter than that but nonetheless you've got, got a hodgepodge of these guys mm-hmm. sitting in this realm mm-hmm. got to get bigger if, if you want to add depth there cool you still got to find a lead guard and i just i i the numbers are just kind of giving me a little pause and the name aside, the numbers aside, straight. This is the next con- conversation I want to have. Is the Nebraska fan base okay with building through the transfer portal again? Think about the first couple of years of Fred Hoiberg. Not good, not good records. Heck, even two seasons ago, not a good record. That they at least you know showed some fight at the end, won three straight games going into the Big Ten tournament, and should have beat Northwestern to get to the second round of the the Big Ten tournament, but. The big knock was, oh, well, Fred Hoiberg can't keep building the transfer portal. It's, you know, turnover year after year. Uh, you got to, you know, go get high school guys and really install a culture. And I think all of that is still fine and good. But the transfer portal is not going away mm. in college basketball. No. And you're not going to be able to consistently, you know, recruit the high caliber high school player. You've gotten some good dudes in the door. Ramel Lloyd, I think, was a little underrated. Eli Rice from IMG coming in, probably going to be a good player but you have to utilize the transfer portal. And I think that what Sam Griesel, what Derek Walker did again, transfer from Tennessee. And then what Gary and Bandamel did. I, I heard a lot less from the fans about, Oh, back off the transfer portal. Can't do that again because of how fun last year's team was. Just look at what Shireman was for Creighton. Mm -hmm. 
you don't have to go in there and build your whole team like Kansas State did. He had to do that. Just shout out to their recruiting their recruiting crew because they went out and found character guys, gym guys, hard hard nose whatever whatever you want to say about that Kansas State team, they found them. Disappointing that we missed one that should have been on campus. That that young man should have been on this campus. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to him because he wouldn't be in the Final Four. If, well, I don't know. Maybe he would have helped. <laughs> you know, maybe, no, I'm not, maybe. I'm not going to go that far. But I, I will say that um, that young man and that crew, you found a lead guard who was an absolute leader mm-hmm. who helped to basically take you there. And he did that. So, he did it with, I think, one person coming back. It might have been one. Every dang near everybody on that Kansas State team was transfer portal. Right. Mm-hmm. It can happen. It just has to be. You have to get them to buy in. They have to be character guys. So you you can't just look at just analytics. You can't just look at numbers. You got to actually look at home, family, mm-hmm. school life. How was he in school? Was he disciplined? I mean, you got to go. What's his personality? Does he match with the guys here? Facts. You got to go into all. It's got to go deeper than just, you know, oh, yeah. Okay. He's got great numbers because sometimes great numbers. Teddy, Teddy, uh, Teddy Buckets had great numbers, too. Mm -hmm. But there's other things that cause cancerous behaviors within him. Alonzo Verge was phenomenal in defensive. Great hands can score, can get anywhere, but didn't understand how to lead. Mm-hmm. which caused problems in, in how the team was able to have success. And then they didn't figure it out until late. So that's what I'm saying about that. It's fun right now as the transfer portal is in full swing to sit back here and kind of, you know, 2K a team together. I like how this piece fits. I like how this piece fits. Uh, this would be a cool basketball addition. And that's the team. Yeah. There's more to it than that in real life. You do have to figure out how the personalities mesh together because we've seen time and time again, it's not always the most talented team that wins. It can be the most connected team. It can be, you know, the closest team. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yes, Nebraska does have to get more talented. And I think that's why you dip in the transfer portal for that help immediately. But you can't just look at the transfer portal for talent alone. Facts. Can't just be that. Because otherwise, you're just looking at throwing a hodgepodge AAU team together and hoping that they... Well, and we've seen how that's gone here. (laughs) We've seen how that's gone. We've seen how that's gone for other programs. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it doesn't work. It's a hit or miss. You're, you're right now. I think Nebraska's hoping that they hit on a lead guard and a strong center to power forward. You lose Colonets, you mm-hmm. lose Walker. Denim's you, gone. Denim's gone. You don't know what you got in um, you know, what Blaze is gonna end up being for you. He's got some time still, but then also um you just you still don't know about Breidenbach. There's some uncertainties at those positions, man, that they've got to try to find something that is a plug-and-play, like literally a plug-and-play. Well, and that's, I think, what we're saying here, too, is that if it doesn't work next season and Nebraska goes and gets these transfers, it's not necessarily the transfer portal's fault. It wasn't necessarily the wrong way to build the team. No. It just didn't work out. Maybe the first few years um, with how the, the other assistants recruited, that felt like a grab bag of, oh, what are the star rankings? Who can we get? Who do we have connections with? But now I think Fred Hoiberg and his staff are much more intentional about who they're targeting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they have, I think they have a board. I think they have a style. I think they, mm-hmm. they've established a, 
uh, um, their identity that in, 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 I would say, shoot, decades past, I can't, well, I, I, I think 10 miles pretty much had a way in which he could play, but for some, for, you know, not in the quick future, they had a lot of teams that you had no clue what the identity was. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just out there playing, just, just playing. Mm -hmm. And you didn't see it in the recruits. You didn't see it in the style. You just, they were playing. Um, you know, that's like when Palmer was here and those guys, they just, sometimes it was just get it and go get a bucket. Now I think they understand their, their defense, their um, fundamental as far as taking care of the ball, making sure they take the right types of shots. Mm -hmm. And um, they are run to potential, uh, pro pro not possibilities, meaning opportunities. When there's an opportunity, go do it. If it's not, hold back. So it's kind of, you got to, so it's defense first. It's it's taking care of the, the, the ball and making sure you're taking care of good shots. Um, it's running the offense and being thorough and then, you know, looking at opportunities when they present and not if they don't. Is it easier to recruit to that style or to what Fred Hoiberg did his first few years? I think, I think to be honest, I don't think as a whole United States kids are good shooters. I think if you have some European kids in there, and and this is no slight, I'm just being honest. Most here, the style of most kids, streaky, at the basket, athletically. Most don't have mid range. Mm -hmm. If they work at it, they get better. Mm -hmm. Other than that, it's not like that. If you go and track, just just go and look and in, in college basketball. Just go and look at some of the European players and look at how their numbers look. Even the Australian ones. I'm telling you, mm -hmm. it's just because they that's that's the style of European. I've heard European players that have been Americans go over there and they say, if you can't shoot, you will become exposed quickly because mm -hmm. the floor shrinks. It's a shorter court. There's not as much space. Spacing is is a premium there, and you've got to know how to create it, and you've got to know how to establish it, and it's more physical. And you don't have as much time. Mm -hmm. So if you can't shoot, you'll be of no help. I've seen a lot of NBA, ex-NBA guys go over to Europe, and they're not there for more than 10 to 20 games mm -hmm. just because of that reason. There you go. Time now to play the shootout with Strick. We'll step aside. Uh, 402-464-5685. $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. On the line for you as it is uh, each and every day here on the block. We're going to play the game show after this.